Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back. Better than ever is questionable. But we are in the house and we are ready to roll on what should be a really fun day. Huge weekend coming up. I've got a scenario that could befall the college football world in which I think life as we know it would have to cease. We will get to that. But this morning, there was really only one place to start. Here we go. Only one place to start. Prescott with plenty of time. Lofts it in zone. Jake Ferguson. Covered by Jamal Adams, but it doesn't matter. So it's you play the game for him. It's a quarterback to have the ball in your hands. What an opportunity to go win the game. Unbelievable Thursday night to kick off the weekend. I can only fathom. In fact, our TV friends, if you could, as quickly as you can, as we've got Graziano and Tannenbaum in here, I just want to see Bubba. I just want to see Bubs. I assume he's got the Dak Prescott jersey on today. I need to see my man Bubba celebrating a big Cowboys win last night, if that is possible, as I bring Graziano and Tannenbaum into the conversation. There he is. Look at Bubba. Ready to go. Resplendent. And the Cowboys, the, the, the rare sighting of the MVP, blue, the Cowboy Navy blue jersey, Dak Prescott. And you just heard the three letters that he attached to Dak's name. And I think they do become completely legitimate after last night's performance. Dak Prescott's odds vaulted at, to become the NFL's MVP from eight to one to five to one. He is now tied with Lamar Jackson for the third shortest odds at ESPN bet right now. Dan Graziano. If I said to you, I think Dak Prescott's going to be the MVP of the league, what would you say to me? I would say you're telling me that he won next week against the Eagles. And if that happens, and if they can run down the Eagles for the division, I think he's got probably, he would, he would be the favorite. If, if, if they beat Philadelphia next Sunday, and this list goes up on the screen Monday morning, he will be on top of it. And a lot of that might be determined by something he can't control, which is whether the Eagles beat the 49ers or not, which is to say, I remember when we sat there after Dallas played Philly and then that incredibly good game, we looked at it and we said, the Eagles have three monster games coming up. There's no way they'll win all three of those. Well, they're two for two. They've come from double digit, uh, double digit deficits to win two of those games. And now they get San Francisco this weekend. So that would really be a statement if um, if the Eagles wind up winning again this weekend after knocking off Kansas City yeah. and then knocking off Buffalo, and we'll see if they're able to do it. Either way, whether Dak wins MVP or not is secondary. Tannenbaum brought up the best point of all right at the start of our second hour on Get Up Today. What did you say to me? He's going to be the highest-paid player in our sport within a matter of months. If we just go back to this year, Greedy, chronologically, you know, we talked about Lamar Jackson. Finally, that deal gets done. Jalen Hurts gets done. Justin Herbert gets done, Joe Burrow gets done, and then, you know, the exclamation point is Patrick Mahomes gets done. And as Graz and I have talked quite a bit about, he's 30 years old, and more importantly, he has one year to go, and he can't be franchised. So if you're Dallas, you are officially on the clock, and he's, you know, he couldn't set this up any better. He's playing unbelievably well. It's his turn at the plate, and he's going to crush it. So take me through how that will actually work. If you're the general manager of the Cowboys, and, and of course – in their very unique circumstance, the owner and the general manager are the same person. But will it be impacted by what happens the rest of the way? I mean, no. if they win the Super Bowl, then all bets are off. But let's say he plays well in the playoffs this year and they, I don't know, lose in the NFC Championship game. Take The season's now over. Take me through how that works. Yeah, it's easy. Todd Francis' agent walks in and says, hey, we know what Patrick Mahomes got, and we need a little bit more in guarantees, average per year. And if you don't want to pay it, no problem. Just trade us because... 
There'll be 28 teams, 27 teams that will make him the highest paid player at 60, 62 million a year. 60, 62 that's where it's million going. a year. I mean, look, yeah, I mean, there was a week this year where Justin Herbert was the highest paid player in, the, in NFL history. He's never been anywhere near a Super Bowl. I mean, that's just sort of how it works with quarterback contracts. So, yeah, I think Mike T is absolutely correct. And, and, I mean, where's Mahomes' number right now? Mid 50s, right? So you're talking about if it's not Dak, it's going to be somebody the year after in 60. And if you're Jerry and Stephen Jones Green, what you're saying is we have to have Dak, we obviously have to have Micah Parsons, and we have to have C.D. Lamb. And then after that, like to Bart Scott's consternation, everyone else is you know completely expendable. But those three guys have to be a cowboy for the next five years, and they could be spending a couple hundred million dollars on those three guys. They're not. They're not worried because like who are Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb and Micah Parsons to them? They're draft picks. So they believe they can draft their replacements and get that value out of those guys on rookie contracts. Like again, they haven't had the postseason success, but it's a it's an organization that has lived and and, and absolutely stuck to the idea of draft and develop, and it's been a team that's been pretty good, right? Like obviously they want to be more, they want to be Super Bowl caliber, and they haven't been, but. Their program has been one that other teams look at and go, yeah, that's, that's sort of how you do it. You know what they've actually been? And, and, and Graziano, to your credit, you're the one who has made me realize this because I always associate Jerry Jones in my head with George Steinbrenner yeah. only because yes. of the bombast, <clears throat> pardon me, you know, and just how they're just both these larger-than-life, you know, figures mm-hmm. as owners. But the reality is what the Cowboys have been is a very responsible, consistent, stable organization for the last two decades under Jerry Jones. And they've done a lot more winning than they've done losing. Now, they have it what, because right. they're the Cowboys. We judge them by a different standard generally than we do everybody else. But for the most part, they've stayed the course and it has worked. It, yes. it hasn't gotten them to the top of the mountain, but it has worked. Consistently you know, competitive. Wait, right. Greedy, the seminal moment to me to, that really embodies that was Johnny Manziel and Zach Martin. I think the whole world thought, hey, Johnny Manziel, Dallas, like he's going to be a cowboy. And they didn't take him. They took a guard. And I think that really sort of embodied like this sort of approach is mm-hmm. draft and develop. And by the way, Dak Prescott's having a great year, and you know we had two hours of fun today, but we really never talked about how great this offensive line is playing. And that's those three players, Zach Martin, Tyler Smith, Tyron Smith, are three great players that were all drafted to Dan's point by the Cowboys. All right, so then let, let's go little picture. So we started out going big picture on the Cowboys, both on TV today and now here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Let's go little picture into that game. <clears throat> Pardon me. Because there are two... Um, decisions that were made that I think require a great deal of diving into. And for the first of them, I will bring in our Cowboys fan, Bubba. So Bubba, final two minutes, I believe 152 on the clock to be exact last night. Cowboys facing third and three in the, in the deep red zone. They're, they're not on the five-yard line for anyone who didn't watch it. They're on something like the 18-yard line, something like that. Somewhere in there. Somewhere in that neighborhood. And the Seahawks have no timeouts left. The Cowboys have a variety of options in that moment. And what they choose to do is throw a ball in the end zone that falls incomplete. They wind up kicking a field goal that gives them a six-point lead. They leave 40 extra seconds on the clock that they could have run down. And the Seahawks wind up getting the ball back with plenty of time to go down and try and win the game. Now, as you obviously know, they didn't. But take me through the emotions and your thoughts now on Dallas throwing that ball in the end zone on that late third down Bubba. 
Yeah, I would say it was the, the wrong call. Um, and again, just another example of Mike McCarthy's uh, you know mismanagement with with the game clock. I don't understand it. It's just uh, unnecessarily going aggressive. It didn't make any sense. It's an obvious spot where you run it, and I don't understand what he was doing. Tannenbaum, you agree? Thousand percent. Because you could still be aggressive, and again, it's players, not plays. And earlier in the game, C.D. Lamb got the ball on a jet sweep. You want to get the ball in your best player's hand? Great. Three yards, game's over. Great. But that play had a 15, 1-5% chance of being – you don't need a touchdown. You need three yards. And what's the downside? The downside is you have to make sure the clock's running. And that's where the head coach, Mike McCarthy, has to overrule Mike McCarthy, the play caller, and say – what is best for this football team in this spot? What do you think, Danny? I think it's – I agree with these guys, but I think what we saw was an example of, of where the Cowboys are psychologically right now on offense and their confidence level. I mean, they felt like Dak Prescott gets to the line, there's C.D. Lamb one-on-one against, what, the number two or three corner on the, on the Seahawks? Like, he feels like he's going to win that. And, and well, so why not throw it to him? He's caught everything else for the last six, seven weeks. Uh, and obviously it burned them. It didn't cost them the game, but it burned them, it, and it could have cost them the game. So I, I, do, th- I, I do believe that that, that, make, that makes sense to kind of say, well, let's run, run the ball or throw a shorter, higher percentage pass to make sure that whatever else happens, 40 seconds run off this clock, and Seattle has less time to do it. But I think what you're seeing is the way offensive play callers think now, it's about scoring. And it's about keeping the ball. Like, if we can continue to have the ball, we have control of the game. So, I think picking up that first down and, and passing the ball is the way that the Cowboys have been picking up first downs and have been scoring. So, they, I think they just went with what they've been doing, and that was a case where it didn't work out. So, there were a couple of thoughts I have, and we spent a lot of time talking about this this morning. One of them is the Cowboys fan in me is thrilled that they won the game. The talk show host in me is devastated that Seattle didn't go right down the field and beat them with 12 seconds left in the game. Right. Because, I mean, can you imagine the hell that would have broken loose this morning if that decision does wind up costing the Cowboys last night, right? I mean, so yeah, that's absolutely. one thing. Some, you know, we, we play these things by the results sometimes. Right, but to Chris Candy's point, when he was on the show today, Greeny, it didn't cost him yesterday or last night, but boy, it could later on. Right, that, that's, that's what I mean. So, so, so the question, that question mark, you know, remains when it comes to all of it. The other is, does it also demonstrate the one thing the Cowboys still don't really have is that physical running game? Like, the, what right. do they call it, the four-minute offense? Like, the ability to, to end a game with the ball. You just said it, Dan. It's about possessing the yeah. ball. Well, their running game continues to be, I know they're using this dowdle a yeah. little bit more, but it continues not to be a power. Like, if you felt you could just hand the ball off, and right. you were going to for sure pick up two, two and a half yards, yeah, get Henry. it to fourth and yeah. half a yard there. Yeah. Then, boom, you go for the juggler and you end the game right there if you want to. But, but I, I don't think they had the confidence in themselves that they can run for it there. And that could wind up being a problem, Just too. not the way they're playing, right? And that's the thing. So you go back to the beginning of the season in training camp and, oh, McCarthy's talking about running the ball. And what we said was, well, he's not really going to just run the ball. He's going to throw the ball and he's going to run when he has to to put the game away. And that was that situation. What he wants to be able to do is have the kind of run game that can do exactly what you're saying. And he doesn't. And the way this Cowboys season has evolved on offense, they tried to play it that way early. It didn't work. They, to their credit, they figured out that Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb were performing at this kind of level and they should lean on them, that the line was not a great run-blocking run line and that they should lean on the pass in part as a result of that. Now, 
I think it would probably be a helper to them if they could figure out that next piece that you're talking about. How do we develop that kind of a run game that when we do have a lead in a close game, we can make sure that we don't have to give the ball back? And, and it may be that they can do it. I mean, they went the other direction, so maybe they can figure out how, but, but I don't know that they're built to run the ball that way, and that may be uh, something that doesn't get fixed as I the season goes. I think RC was the one that said it in the offseason more than anybody about once Zeke went to you know, New England about how, you know, I forgot his exact analogy. Oh, I can tell it to it you. It, it is like bringing, putting Tony Pollard in there to run the ball at the middle is like bringing a Ferrari to a demolition derby. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. I think, so, it, I think if they could block it, it would. And, and that's the bigger problem that they're having right but, now. But they got arguably three of the best offensive linemen on that. playing on that. like that. I, they, they don't. But And, you know, we talked about how do you improve the rest of the season and maybe it's Shaq Leonard and their tight ends are getting better. But... You would think that running back, the physicality of their running game, you should be able to do that. And we've seen some teams like the Colts a couple weeks ago, go put a linebacker at fullback if you need to in those like moments. And by the way, like Dak Prescott running the ball, he's a big man. And again, I'm not saying run him 20 times a game, but again, third and three, hey, I would have liked to see him run the ball instead of them throwing the ball 20 yards down the field in the end zone. And then so a quick final thought, the Philly-San Francisco is the game of this coming weekend, and you both like the 49ers? Yeah, I mean, you got to make a pick. I mean, they're, they're two great teams, but I just think the 49ers are in a much better position on both sides of the ball right now. That Eagle defense just feels a little too leaky. Greedy, here's uh, some sneaky big news. Go. Buffalo had 92 offensive plays, so that Philly nice. defense just Ooh. 92 plays. So they had a short week, right? come from Kansas City, come home, play a game where they're on the field for five quarters and 92 plays. San Francisco has a mini bye. Like, there's, yeah. they're much more well-rested as well. That, that sure makes things interesting. Let's yeah. put it this way. If the Niners win on Sunday, next week, oh. buckle up. We will have a lot of Cowboys-Eagles conversation. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Guys, thank you so much for this. And, and Danny, thank you so much for all the pinch hitting that you did. Get up, I thought, in my absence, I thought Get Up really uh, acquitted itself rather well. I cannot say the same for this program. (laughs) I am, somewhat immodestly, a radio legend. And it only took these idiots four days to undo everything I have accomplished. And I will explain why next on ESPN Radio. Stick around for that. Yeah, really. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. 
Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny. Nembo said, I missed a FaceTime, 8.17 p.m., but I didn't take it. I didn't answer because I was topless. I'm in bed, just with my PJ bottoms on, as I always sleep, and I'm most definitely not picking up a FaceTime from Greenberg in bed, topless. He feels like the kind of guy that's like wearing Scooby-Doo pajama bottoms, doesn't he? <laughs> I sleep hot. I'm not wearing pants. I mean, I'm wearing, like, what? shorts. Do you sleep naked? No. Well, not usually. But last night when he called, you were naked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes! We got it out of him. This is Greeny. Uh, I am in the National Association of Broadcasters Hall of Fame. I am in the National Radio Hall of Fame. I, I am, some might to say, a radio legend. And it took four days for you collection of idiotic misfits to undo all of the good that I have done around here, of all the things I just heard in that soundbite, and I've had quite a few other things brought to my attention, the one thing that bothered me the most was, did you just refer to me as Greenberg? Like, I did. Like just some random, I'm not picking up a call from Greenberg. What, what exactly is that? I have no idea. Like where did that come I've from? I've never once called you that. It literally ever. Not once. Nor has anyone ever called me that. That's your takeaway from that bite? No, no. There will be others. Uh, I am Greeny. No, let's, from now on, I'm just referring to myself. In fact, let's change the name of the show to <laughs> hashtag Greenberg. <laughs> hashtag Greenberg with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. In 30 seconds, I will try and run through all of the damage that has been done to my reputation (laughs) by primarily Hembo, but also the rest of the collection of morons, otherwise known as the hashtag crew. That's after this word from Farm Fresh Christmas Trees. Get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees. Did you know that buying real Christmas trees helps save the American Christmas tree farming industry? For every 10 Christmas trees planted, an acre of land is saved, and so are American farmers' jobs. Plus, buying real Christmas trees helps keep real holiday memories alive while helping our environment. Buy real Christmas trees this holiday season at Lowe's or wherever Christmas trees are sold. Get more information online at getrealkeepitreal.com. So people frequently ask me, uh, and, 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 and I am delighted to be back, and I, I would like to say thanks to everyone who sent nice notes um, during the time that I was away. It was a brutal week to be away. 
like, like I just, you know, I was, I'm fine. I was quite sick, but I was, it was never frightening or anything like that. So I mean, it was just mostly very annoying. Um, and I really did have a lot of time to think about how much I wish I was here. And in the middle of the sports conversation, particularly having watched all of Eagles bills on Sunday, which might've been the game of the season in the NFL. And I, I had, and still have a lot to say about it. But anyway, so I missed four days because of this thing. And people always ask me, you know, what did you think of the show where you weren't there? And I always, my honest, it is the honest truth. I do not watch and I do not listen to my own shows when I'm not there. And the very simple reason is it is like watching someone else go on a date with your wife. It really is. I cannot enjoy it for a moment. I cannot sit and sit back and watch Get Up. And, and Brian Custer, Dan Graziano, terrific. And we have so many others who do a great job. But I can't focus on anything other than the fact that it isn't me sitting there. And how would I have done that? Or what would I think of that? Or jump in and say this. And, and worse, at some point I'm looking at like, you think Dominique likes working with him better than he likes working with him? Like those thoughts actually go through your mind. So... I did not listen or watch one second. And I come in this morning, and there is a, 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 in the Google Doc, a rundown of things Greeny missed in his absence. And one of them says, Hembo was naked when Greeny FaceTimed him on Wednesday night to talk about the 27 Yankees. Now, let the record show, I wasn't calling to talk about the 27 Yankees per se. I was calling to talk about the nickname Murderer's Row. And all of this is for uh, an upcoming book that Hembo and I are doing, which will come out next year, but our date to get it finished is literally today. So I FaceTime, I FaceTime Hembo Wednesday, right? Was it Wednesday? Wednesday. Because I had, I had made a decision. I wanted to change up where the, mur- where the term murderer's row goes in our book. You'll, you'll, I'll explain it later. That's all you need to know. For the purposes of this conversation, I FaceTime you at about 6.30 at night, right? Right, right. around that time? Mm-hmm. A, a totally normal time for one person to reach out to another. In most contexts. I don't know. There's nothing wrong with someone reaching out at yeah. 6.30 He, he at said night. it was 8.17 at night. I have twin girls at home. Was it 6.30 or was it 8.17? We do, bed, uh, we do dinner time. No, no, no. Bath time and you, bedtime. You're being asked a question. Did I reach out to you at 6.30 or 8.17? The original reach out was done at about 6.30. No, there was only one reach out. I only You told the you story once. on the air that mm-hmm. you got a FaceTime at 8.17 mm-hmm. and you didn't answer because it was way too late and you were in bed. That is when Sounds Gre- like this was a lie. That is when Greeny and I talked on the phone, not on FaceTime, after we also exchanged text messages super late. So that is fa- not what yeah, you said. Yeah, that is not at all what you said. You said, so he FaceTimed you two hours earlier. I, I missed the FaceTime right. because I was occupied with my young family. Right. And then what happened? And then we talked later on. No, no. We, you called me. Of course, because after texting, it was obvious that this was an emergency. Well, or something important. No. Let's make something very, very clear. Okay. At 8.30, at, at 6.30 at night, if I reach out to you, it doesn't have to be an emergency. Now, when you texted me and said, I'll talk to you tomorrow, I said, let me just bounce something on you. Have you got a second right now? Oh, that's why I thought it was an emergency. Okay. I, I understand that part of it. So you called me back naked. As naked as the day I was born. Why? Because why on earth would you not have taken a second to put on a pair of pants? Because you just detailed that today is our deadline. We are up against it. Yes. And if you were texting me. Why were you naked in the first place? I had what ju- are you doing naked at 8.17 p.m.? I had just showered. 
and 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 upon removing myself from the shower, I looked at my phone, and that's when I read. You the, looked at your phone before getting dressed. Yes, I was still t- just in my towel at this point. I, I look at my phone, and you say, "Let me bounce something off you now, if you have a minute." So now I'm thinking, okay. Something's wrong because I know you're at home. You're sick. Your wife is sick. Things are happening. We're up against this deadline. This is something that he needs right now. I don't have to throw on my bottom. You you honestly, here's what I can honestly tell you. I never want you to do that again because knowing it as I do now Uh has changed our relationship. (laughs) Like there's just no way it can't. And then hearing you describe me as Greenberg coming back from this. I, I can't call play you. Play the bite again. Have you got that as a separate? Can you just play that bite? Just listen to the dismissive tone with which Hembo refers but to he, me, his mentor, his leader, like a like a, like a almost a father figure very in your much life. So. Listen, to, do you have it there, Cam? Is that still accessible? Yeah, I, I got uh, to hear it. Yeah. Let me hear it. And I'm most definitely not picking up a FaceTime from Greenberg in bed. Topless. Picking up he a feels like the kind Greenberg of... Greenberg in bed. Like, I'm some random person. Which apparently, though, is not even true. Get Canty in here. It was Get not even... Get Canty in here. Hembo's just full of lies. Is what I, he told us everything he said was a lie. Nothing I said was a lie. He Literally didn't FaceTime nothing. you at 817. He, he attempted to FaceTime me earlier. We talked... Later, everything I told you was true. I may have, mis- no, I may have misconstrued a little bit of the timeline because th- that was a tough time of day for me, as it always is. But look, when I'm wearing clothes, you're greeny. When I'm naked, you're Greenberg. <laughs> That's like I can't use Chris, your corporate nickname when I'm naked. So, Chris Canty, here's here's my question for you. And What's you know, that? obviously, you know Chris Canty on Sportsman like every weekday morning here on ESPN Radio, the best. <sighs> I have just discovered that in my absence on Wednesday night. When I needed to talk to Hembo about something, I had, I had indicated I needed to talk to him somewhat urgently, if possible. Okay. When he got this message from me, he had just come out of the shower, and he called me back naked. How am I supposed that's to on, feel? That's on you, Hembo. That's yeah. not on G. No, of no, course it's not. not on that's on you. That is on you. I mean, if, listen, if there was something that he needed to talk to you about, if mm-hmm. it was an urgent matter, you still have... The responsibility to put clothes on, put so on a pair of pants, so a you robe? can have the conversation. Do you have a robe? The, like you, you, look, I am, I am the master of the unwritten rules. That's not in the rule book. No one I, has. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, Chris, I disagree with that. Yes, I he's wrong. With that. He's wrong. Hembo, that's on you. That's not G's fault. That's your fault. There are literally no that's phone call I would ever make. There yeah. is nothing. Literally, I could be sitting in the house. I could. I don't even like to bring up a possibility like yeah. this. But like my children don't live with me anymore. One of them could send a text message. The house is on fire. What should I do? If I was naked, I would put a robe on before I called them. Yeah. I would. You have the to. The only do person it. I'm calling is my wife. No, it makes <laughs> the ab- only person I'm calling to not clothed is my wife. It's, <laughs> it makes it. absolutely. Okay. Hard stop. <laughs> I won't, Hard I won't. stop. No, it right, makes yeah. absolutely no difference. Like this is a transaction. Yes, like, it makes a difference. No, me talking to you about something that has nothing to do with what I'm wearing or what I'm not wearing. It doesn't matter what I'm wearing. So why should you address them any differently then? Why, why does he have to be Mike Greenberg versus G? It's a fair Greenberg. question, but I just felt a little weird calling him Greeny without clothes on. Okay, the math is not math to me. Hembo. It's just too informal. It's, just, it's more of a gut thing in that case. It's, it's more of a gut thing. It's just but a feel thing. thing. You're, you're saying that there's nothing different in terms of what you have to talk about. No. What you, the way you address him is different. Question. Could you tell that I was naked? Uh, no, but now I, I can't unknow it. <laughs> I just can't. See, if you didn't know I was naked until now, then it makes no difference if well, I was why naked. Why did you feel a need to tell the world you were naked? 
Like, no one had to know that. Right. This came up... Guys, can you jog my memory how this originally came up yesterday? Because I'm trying to remember the origin of why, of how Evan pulled this out. Well, you lied and told us that you were FaceTimed by Greeny at 8.17 p.m., which was too late for you to answer. You were right. naked in bed, couldn't take the FaceTime, so transferred it to an audio call. <laughs> so truthfully, oh I, was a little, I was a little bit ashamed that it took me that long to realize that I had missed your call. And so because you weren't here to try and villainize you, I did exaggerate the time of day at which you called me. But I get the girls from daycare at 5. Anytime after that, it might as well be midnight because I'm otherwise occupied. Fair? That is fair. But, I mean, the fact that you called him back and you were not clothed, that is a you See, problem. I think no, I don't think so because Greeny, like the urgency with which I called you back, it felt to me like it was more important that I call you then, then I wear clothes during the phone call. But it Nothing. already, but it already been some time had passed before you were able to get back, which is making it, right? it even worse. Okay, yeah, it had been fine. two but, hours. But taking a minute to put on a pair of pants. I couldn't, was, I couldn't was, find him originally. Was that, was, I, don't, I don't. Let me disabuse you of that notion. Mm. Nothing is more important than you having put on a pair of pants. <laughs> so, if, so if you had FaceTime me and I was not wearing a shirt, would that have been acceptable? Questionable. That's why a FaceTime at that time of day is inappropriate. Do you own a robe? I know I don't own a robe. You should have a robe. Should I? Oh, a robe is a delight. Oh, it's phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I love a robe. Yeah. Oh, I love a so good house coat. Fu- oh, no question about it. Comfortable talking to me if I were wearing only a robe. It's still better. How about FaceTime? How about FaceTiming? <laughs> if you ever FaceTime me naked, I'm telling you right. I'm taking. Your, I'm going back and I'm taking your name off the first book. <laughs> Not only is your name not going on the second book. Oh, we'll book, never see I'm each t- other again. I, I'm going back, and I'm taking your name off of the first book. Okay. <laughs> l- l- I've got Canty in here for a couple of minutes. Let's talk about this, because you, um, on Get Up This Morning, you rained a little bit on the Cowboys parade. There was a lot of celebration. There was a lot, for those who have not been listening to you all morning long here on ESPN Radio, um, while a lot of people are, are very much being sold on Dak and the Cowboys right now, are you? Yeah, I'm sold on Dak. Dak is playing phenomenally. I don't know how you can look at everything he's doing and not say that this is elite-level quarterback. And, and our colleague at ESPN, Kirk Herbstreit, pointed it out during the broadcast numerous times. There were countless occasions where the Seahawks took away his first and second read in his progression, and you would see Dak scan to the backside of the formation, the backside reads on the progression, and get to number three and get to number four and deliver the football. So – what he's showing us is that he understands the nuances at the position and he's able to execute at a level that we've never seen. I mean, the touchdown pass to CeeDee Lamb, that is teach tape for young quarterbacks. They teach you in the red zone, helmet or higher for your guys, give your receiver a chance to make a play on the ball and nobody else. That's exactly what we saw in that touchdown pass. So as far as Dak being in the MVP conversation, that is completely warranted, completely deserved. Now to the Cowboys being Super Bowl contenders, they still got to show me something, G. Mm-hmm. I, they, they've still got a lot to prove to me. Like, First of all, I'm concerned about this team's ability to run the football when they have to. Goal-to-go situations, four-minute offense. They got the ball back with three minutes left in the game. Seahawks had no timeouts, and they couldn't salt the game away. It was a third and three, and the head coach decided to throw the ball in the end zone rather than to run it. Now, listen, the Cowboys a few years ago with Ezekiel Elliott in his prime, it wouldn't have been a conversation. They would have ran McCarthy out of town if that was the case. But that's a problem for this team. And it wasn't just in last night's game where they are 4-8 in the red zone. It's been in games against good teams. We saw it against the Eagles. They were down by five, had the ball less than two minutes to go, first in five from the six. From the six-yard line and only got two shots at the end zone. Again, a red zone problem. Now, I know the people out there call me a Cowboys hater and say, oh, the Cowboys are 15 to 22 in their last four games in the red zone. Their last four games, the New York Giants, the Carolina Panthers, the Washington Commanders, and the Seattle Seahawks. 
Stop yourselves, okay? They still have to get that part of it fixed before I'm going to believe that they can beat good teams. Greeny and Chris Canty in studio with us here. Uh, And you can be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. And I'm going to get to all the college stuff because this weekend, if ever there was a good time to not be able to leave the house and just sort of lie there and watch college football, I'm looking forward to doing that this weekend. But... We also have Sunday, we have Niners-Eagles. Yeah. And that game will go a long way towards deciding where the Cowboys fall in all of this, which is to say, if San Francisco finally hands Philly the, the, the defeat that I've been waiting for them to take, then all of a sudden a week from Sunday becomes Armageddon in Dallas. If not, then the Eagles maintain a game cushion, and so it changes things. Every one, we, we, I asked for the picks on Get Up this morning. All four people on my set picked San Francisco. Who do you like Sunday? I like the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay. I do. I I don't care about the rest disparity. Jalen Hurts is won 14 straight games against teams with winning records. Uh So that matters. And then San Francisco, seven of their eight wins – we came with double digits or more, right? They, 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 in one-score games, they're one and two this season. Now, I get it, a lot of those guys were hurt, but this game is not going to be a blowout in Philadelphia. This is going to be a closely contested game. And if they're telling me in Vegas that the, marg- the margin is three, then I'll go with the Philadelphia Eagles. I trust them more in close games. They're seven and one this season with their only loss being to the New York Jets. I trust the Philadelphia Eagles in this spot to win a closely contested game because they've shown me time and time again that they can find different ways to win. This is a team that can give it to you any way you want it. They can play the physical style that San Francisco has been known to do. They can get you with the vertical passing game. They can beat you up up front on a lot of scrimmage when it comes to their pass rush. Whatever style it takes in order to get it done, the Philadelphia Eagles shown they can do it. You confident in your Eagles? Not really. I'm a little bit surprised to hear you say that you don't think the rest disadvantage could play a factor as someone who played defense in the NFL for a decade like you did. So here's how I'd lay this out. The Eagles defense played 92 snaps against Buffalo, the most plays that any defense has played in a game the entire season. Mm-hmm. Right? Ten guys on that defense played at least 60 snaps. The last time we saw the Niners play was on Thanksgiving, so they're mm-hmm. coming in with a two-day advantage from that standpoint, too. You're telling me that in the second half of that game, fatigue is not going to play a factor? No. Hembo, what do you think they're doing in practice this time of year? Just asking. I'm, I'm just asking you. You practice, what, what, not me. What do you think they're doing in practice? They're not doing anything. They're jogging through in practice. So, I mean, I get what you're saying. What I'm what saying is saying. you think in the second half of that game, the fatigue from the buildup over the course of a season and over the course of what happened last week will not be a factor. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that it won't be a factor. What I'm saying is it won't be as much of a factor as knowing how to play in and win close games. Because here's the thing. Having that kind of experience is what's going to matter More important than the rest. That's absolutely. Fair enough. Absolutely. Uh, it, it's an unbelievable game. Again, it's unsportsmanlike every weekday morning, 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern, coast to coast here on ESPN Radio. You also watch on ESPN2 and ESPNU. Just in a final word, are you as, as like, can I ever, can, can Hembo's and my relationship be the same <laughs> Now that you know, or I should say now that I know, that when he called me back, he was naked. Uh, I don't think it'll ever be the same when he calls you again. Not because that, you'll always wonder. I don't, I, should just text him whether he's clothed or not. I mean, just sitting here now, it's not the yeah. same. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just not comfortable. Yeah. Okay, but he did give you a heads up on what did you get him for Christmas. Though? I'll take get him, a, get him a, a, a robe for Christmas. Get him yeah, a nice house coat. A nice robe. When you check into a nice hotel, like a fancy hotel, and they've got the robe in the closet, do you not put the robe on? That's oh, it's the best. Fancy hotel. Putting a robe on. Oh, that's soft great. Robe. That's great. Oh, it's great. It's great. There's nothing like a good robe. Mm. Yeah, you're missing you out. You haven't on lived something. yet, man. You haven't lived. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to lie to you. Of all the people in my life 
who could have called me naked? <laughs> Hembo was the worst one. Like, literally the worst one. Like, aside from, like, I don't know, my mother. Like, literally And we the were worst. talking about murderers, Row. <laughs> he was calling to talk. That's exactly what. We were calling to. He was. We oh were. I God. needed to talk to him about the twenty-seven. Oh, Yankees. Not that badly, though. All right, I got to get to all this. <laughs> not that stuff. badly, Chris. You're the best. Are you right. going to CCC over? You're going to first take. Yeah? Going to first take. Right, yep. We'll see you shortly over there. We're back in a flash. This is ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greenberg, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Once again, in my absence, Hembo just dismissively referring to me as Greenberg, like some guy he barely knows, or some guy who is on the... So we used to say on my old station, the pain o mind list. Or some guy he really knows. I, don't, I just don't understand the way you referenced me there. There are a few other notes that seem to have been put on my screen here. Um, one of them is, a cookie thief is pilfering ESPN radio supply of Christine's baked goods. And we are on the brink of catching the crook. Now, Christine Lisi, I worked in Bristol for 20 years. And the days that Christine would bring in cookies were like the best days ever. That was, it was, everyone would stop and say, Christine baked yesterday. And everyone goes running in there. Sometimes it's cookies. It's been brownies. It's been any number of things. Am I, am I to believe that we have captured a thief here, Bubba and Cam? What, what can you tell us? Right. Well, we haven't captured him yet, but there is someone who is stealing. So Christine, yeah, we'll leave food out for us. There's actually some stuff today. So hopefully we can get him today. But he, we have well, no idea. here we are on the brink of catching right. the crook. We'll get to that in a second. But, yeah, he comes by just out of nowhere, and I saw him last week, and he just took three cookies in one fell soup and just got out of there. Who is just, he? 
we don't know who That's he is. That's right. the problem. You mean a stranger, a random person, someone the from street walked into? Well, the he works a, at ESPN, a different theoretically, yes, but he he does not work in radio. Has no connection to radio, and he just he just walks around and knows that there's food here, and just comes, turn the corner, saw there's food, and just went and just took three cookies and kept going. I followed him as far as I could, but he was already gone. But yesterday. He came again, and Cam followed him and got a good look at him. Yeah. So what you're telling me? Oh my God. <laughs> Cam followed him all the way to the calf. I yesterday. did. I stood in line behind him. I was trying to see if I could see on his container because they write your name on the container. Well, just take a picture of him. Yeah, I don't. I, that was too conspicuous. Well, that's that. Well, our goal is, yeah, we got to get a picture of him straight well, on. Why are the, we trying to do this inconspicuously? Because we, our, we've already identified him. Our master plan is to find out who he is. Print out his picture from the ESPN roster database and plaster it all over our department with Listen a wanted sign on. Cam, I don't want to suggest you're one of the five dumbest people walking the face of planet Earth. That's fine. But if you had just taken a picture of him, you could have done exactly the same thing. You just take a picture of him and then plaster it all over the place. You don't need to be going into the database and trying to find the photo that he took for his ID. Well, he was, it was trailing him. You got to get ahead of him. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I don't want him to see me. You got to somehow get ahead of him and then turn around in front of him and then just take a picture of him. He's in the cab. How hard can it be? I mean, what are we? Talking talking about here I, this is the two of you are like the bumbling misfit criminals that that get chased in cartoons. he might be armed we don't know <laughs> just take a picture of him the wet bandits I, I, this is i'm embarrassed by all of this okay we're getting to the bottom of it don't worry you so, see what i mean by your legacy he could come by at mind. any moment this is what i mean so i mean i'm gone four days and you guys have undone, undone everything like literally everything this was a major topic while you were gone like, everything was... that i have built up here all you needed to do and then the last thing I'm being told is that you want to make a, 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 a segment called General Knowledge Wednesday? Yes. Um, on Wednesday of last week, I had this idea that we could like, sort of diversify our trivia mix by adding some questions that were non-sports related. I did this unilaterally because it's my segment. And the answer to a question that day was, was Martin Van Buren. Bubba got it right. We received great feedback. And I think General Knowledge Wednesday is eminently sponsorable. Do you not? Well, I mean, you might be able to come up with a catchier title. Um, the idea in and of itself, so I, can, I can let you in on a little secret. Mm. Was the question, who was the eighth president of the United States? No, the question was, which U.S. president coined the term okay? Oh, isn't that interesting? So I'm not, I, I, it's fascinating to me that Bubba got that. Martin Van Buren is a, 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 he is a part of a very big Seinfeld episode. Well, that's why I guessed him, yeah. Which is why uh, Bubba and I will both always know that he was the eighth president of the United States. (laughs) I just guessed him because of Seinfeld. I I had no idea otherwise. So Martin Van Buren was from Kinderhook, New York. He ran as old Kinderhook, and the slogan was Martin Van Buren. He's okay. Okay, let me say this. I would rather talk to you naked (laughs) than have any segment on this radio show where the answer is Martin Van Buren. Like, that's just not, that's not good. But General Knowledge Wednesday might stick? No, it's a terrible idea. Let me ask you a question. On the Food Network, do they go to a break by throwing out a trivia question about sports? Uh, they don't. No, they don't. There's a reason for that. Do you walk into McDonald's when you feel like sushi? You can never leave again. I know. That's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, you can't take a day. Uh, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to save all the college stuff for the top of the hour. Heather's going to come in here. I, I have a million things to say about that. But I've got one thing that has, it has been eating me alive. I understand that I am way late on this. I understand this was Monday's topic, maybe a little bit of Tuesday's topic. It certainly isn't Friday's topic. 
but I haven't had a chance to comment on it yet, and so it is going to become my topic today, if you will indulge me. There was a football game played between the Eagles and the Bills on Sunday late afternoon that might very well have been the game of the year. There were 106 players who were eligible to play in that game. Of those 106 players, the one who played the best without any question was Josh Allen. And to raise the notion that he was in any way the reason the Bills didn't win, in my opinion, is to almost open yourself up to someone asking you, have you ever watched a football game in your entire life? You must never, can never, blame the best player on the field for his team losing. If you ask me why the Bills lost, I could give you 20 reasons. None of them would begin with the name, with the words Josh or Allen. He was the best player on the field. That does not mean he has been the best player in the NFL that year, but does not mean he has not had moments that make you scratch your head. None of those moments came in this game. He was the best player on the field. And to, I get the impression, again, I can't listen to the show because it's like watching someone else go on a date with your wife, but Hembo, mm-hmm. I have been led to believe that there were a lot of, there was a lot of Josh Allen bashing or at least questioning that came out of that game. You're not mischaracterizing that because people are citing this one interception that he threw in a streak of eight consecutive games with one as if it's some kind of fatal flaw. But Josh Allen in that game also had 420 yards of offense. Josh Allen's going to become the first player in NFL history to account for 40 touchdowns in four straight seasons. He also leads the league in touchdowns this year, despite the, you know, all, the inter- uh, all the interceptions and all the turnovers and things that people just for some reason selectively seem to care about. I found it to be outrageous. I'm an Eagles fan, and my biggest takeaway from that ridiculous comeback win of ours was that Josh Allen's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Oh, my God. I he mean, was unbelievable in that game. That's almost selling him short. <laughs> I, he, he was the best player. I don't know that we've seen a better performance from any player in the whole league this year in any individual game. If you think he he's did. the reason they lost, it means he's to blame for his kicker missing two and the Eagles kicker hitting one from 59 yards. And, and any number of other things. He, he was the, So anyway, I, I, I appreciate you indulging me that. I have been itching to say it for six days now. We'll come back and I will describe Armageddon in college football next. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast. 